0: What is happening? Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. Great news for the American people.
1: This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert, featuring Stephanie Bell, News Director Brian Houseworth, John Marsh, and Hannah, the producer.
2: This is why we listen to
3: you. Get ready, pal.
2: And now here is your host, Brandon Rathert. And you know there, there I'm, I'm sure that there is you know some, um, but the idea that it's like this uni- unanimous uh, uh, opinion that that this is the the way to go. Is is not true. So, so the thing that does kind of irk me a little bit is when when these organized campaigns of you know to to drive people out in support of an idea you know kind of bleeds over into saying oh well this is obviously what everybody thinks and um, therefore it's the only reasonable solution. And that was one of the reasons we've always enjoyed working with Fifth Ward
3: City Councilman in Columbia, Matt Pitzer. we enjoyed working with him because and that was was it. So I think somebody were they were showing up at the meeting, and somebody saying, "And everybody in my ward, they're all talking about the homeless and what it's happening in the schools and the businesses." And we question this woman, "Well, then, why don't you do something instead of just talking about it? If indeed that many people in your ward are talking about homeless, why don't you all get together and?" undertake some kind of private effort to help instead of asking to take money out of mine and stephanie's wallet to pay for a homeless shelter uh matt pitts was on the show the next day to react to that now fifth ward city councilman matt pitts joining us here on the show now why are you leaving man he's resigned he's not resigning he is not running for re-election this bums me out for several reasons uh but i want to ask you first why why have you decided to not run for re-election
2: well, uh, good morning, Brandon. Um, so, you know, I, I was elected, uh, almost six years ago and, and, uh, you know, with, with, uh, uh, and I promised that I was going to deliver on a series of infrastructure improvements in the fifth ward, you know, improving Nifung Boulevard, you know, several other projects, building a new fire station. Uh, focus on the city's budget, get the kind of fiscal house in order, um, you know, focus on priorities like, uh, public safety. Um, we've added 38 positions to the police department, 22 positions in the fire department over my six years. Um, and, and, you know, and I, I just look at it and I say, okay, what, you know, what, what does the future hold? And, um, I, I just think that, you know, this form of government that we have, it It works best when you have like this this new influx of new ideas and new energy um coming in, so I've you know fulfilled a lot of the things that I set out to do um and I, and I just think it's time and I think that the my ward and the city will be best served by somebody new coming in with new ideas that voters can weigh in on and and move in that direction
0: Well I
3: appreciate your your words and I believe you to be sincere, but isn't it really because of people like Pat Fowler and <laughs> Don't answer that question, City Councilman Matt Pitcher decided. But that's what you say. And you have done a lot in your time. And I appreciate you saying, listen, when I go in, I want to do this. And now I've done that. And I've gone out. Um, And and you said you you believe that personnel on a city level, it should always, you know, we need a, a healthy turnover. But I'm trying to, Betsy Peters, isn't she about the only person that was there when you were elected?
2: Yeah, she is. And so we've had a lot of turnover um, uh, and, you know, uh, Carl Scala was there for about 12 years, I think. Um, and, and Roy beat him out this summer. Um, so there's been, you know, quite a bit of turnover. Um, and that's the one thing that I kind of, you know, thought about and, and, you know, gave me a little bit of pause. Um, you know, there's got, you know, there, ideally there would be, you know, a little bit of a balance in um, my whole first term there was no change. You know, there were no new members. Um, And then everything has kind of, you know, accelerated here over the last couple of years. New mayor, new city manager, who's been there for about um, a year. He's been with the city for a little bit longer than that, but in his position for about a year. So that's the one thing that, you know, I I, I really thought about. Um, And look, I know you've had, uh uh uh, mayor buffalo on a few times Mm -hmm. and you know she's got a lot of energy and a lot of passion uh for what she's doing um and you know and i believe in her you know completely and uh you know and i feel comfortable um with you know with with her leadership uh in in the way things can go uh
3: city fifth ward city councilman columbia matt pitts are not seeking re-election and here's why this in my mind at least is such a big deal another non-partisan office but we know the the real story. Matt Pitcher, I would say, basically the lone conservative, the much needed lone conservative on the city council. Sometimes Betsy Peters can be pretty um, reasonable, but is there some some one of the reasons or some of the reasons? And I want you to be as honest as as you can be, just like you know when we see each other at the gym. Everything.
0: Oh, give me a! That's break. just a humble.
3: Brag. That's just, that's just an excuse for. That's a humble brag, as Stephanie and Hannah likes to call it. Uh, but you're always honest with me, so I want some honesty. Is some of, um, is is some of why you're leaving? Is it some of the person? Especially, and I won't say any names, but there's especially one member on the city council, and this is not just me. It's, it seems to be generally shared by anybody who remotely follows local politics. A lot of it has to do with one person that is now on the council. Uh, And I I won't phrase it this way, but does some of it have to do with the personnel that's on the council? Like,
2: I just can't deal with this craziness. (laughs) Well, I'll say this. Um, So there's a lot of parts of... Um this position that I love, you know being involved in the community, being you know able to you know go out and meet with you know all kinds of different uh people and and have discussions on on all kinds of, of of issues and and you know the the things that I love are being able to sit down and be like, all right, here's an issue, here's a problem you know here are some different you know opinions and viewpoints you know how can we actually solve it um and and you know and that is a lot of I get a lot of uh satisfaction out of that um you know but there are parts of our process the way that's set up um that are just really uh they can just really you know sort of grind on you over a period of years um and a lot of that's important i mean you know it, it's the public meetings uh-huh. and and all the way the, the things that the way things are set up um but it takes a lot i mean it 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 does it, and there's and somebody said to me a while ago uh over the summer i think you know they said you got to think about how many hours of your life do you want to dedicate to doing this? And um, and and so I thought about that, and I started counting some of the hours, and I was like, oh my god, this is like a lot of hours. <laughs> and you know, I've got I've got a, a whole career, a professional career outside of, of of government and politics. I've got you know family and all those kinds of things and so yeah that's all part of the equation and you need more time to shock the biceps at the gym <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: <that's> <laughs> <true>. <laughs> <laughs> city councilman matt pitzer fifth ward columbia uh, announcing he's not running for re-election
1: uh, brandon thank you uh, councilman thank you for your service and thank you for always coming on with uh, brandon stephanie and i and hannah after uh, almost every council meeting i think those recaps have been very helpful i i think to us but i think to the listeners uh as well and i second what Brandon said. I mean, in, ter- in terms of daily life, People want to talk about President Biden or Governor Parson or whatever, but in terms of mm-hmm. the daily life impact, what affects our daily lives, there is no question, ands, ifs, buts about it, what happens in the city and the CPS, biggest biggest impact of, of daily lives by far. So it, it is a huge deal. I, I want to ask you about the NIFONG project because that's not controversial, but that is that was a huge issue. And you talked about the intersection improvements in, in the wards, $15 million in major inter, intersection improvements. I drove through there. Uh, I drove drive through it you know, a couple times a week. But basically, Nifong over, over there by uh, the, the Walgreens and, and the Boone Health, um, it took a long time, but it really looks good. But it took a while. Perhaps so it had to do with the, the right-of-way. How important was that project? Because before that was done, you'd be sitting in traffic. It would take forever to get through there.
2: Yeah, I know and and I, you know, I'm I'm through there multiple times every day and and I think about that a lot like I I can't even believe that this used to be just like a two-lane road mm-hmm. um through here um with you know how much traffic and and how much uh you know how many people are going through there every single day. So so yeah, that was a huge improvement. Um and you know a lot Look again, you know the way our you know our government has set up these these big major projects that you know there's this huge investment of of, of tax dollars uh you know there's a whole process to go through on those and and you know on planning and and you know having the public input and and you know gathering the funding for it and all those things so there's just sort of a natural you know sort of uh um you know, you know, lag and and getting all that actually done. Um there's another project that is going to be moving forward in terms of um improving forum all the way north. Um it's two lanes south of the bridge and or it's four lanes um south of the bridge and four lanes north of the bridge, but then there's a two lane section down by Wilson's Gym yep. where Brandon always is. <laughs> um, and then across the across the creek there. And that and that bridge across the creek needs to be so that's like another major project that's coming forward here um, over the next um, couple of years. and you know so that's something that I would say is you know needs to be a priority of, of, of whomever um, wants to follow me. Uh, back to
3: the grind of being on the city council. You get a stipend, I think, what, six, maybe seven hundred bucks a month. Takes a lot of your time. And not only do you have your own professional career, you sit on the boards of uh, various different things in town. You have a family, too. And usually these, these city council meetings, Monday nights, twice a month, right about five hours. They start at seven. You're talking midnight. You're talking about somebody's been at work all day and all that stuff. Um, what was your family's reaction when you said, "Hey, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore"? How did they react to you telling them? <laughs>
2: uh, they're like, "Well, you got to find something else to do. We don't want you back." in <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, Fifth Ward City Councilman Matt Pitzer, uh, not seeking uh, re-election, and I get it. You know, we we do something, we get all these things. And I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do that, and then we do it for a while, and we realize, okay, so I've done that, and right now. Uh, this just is not uh, not for me anymore, and I think uh, I do have uh, I do uh, I give you some kudos for being able to keep your priorities straight. Hey, there's the family, and there's also my professional stuff. And when I look at the hours and what I'm doing, uh, yes, I do love to be of service, but it's time for somebody else to be of service. Final question before we let you go. Uh, Roy Lovelady. Uh, elected after that runoff re-election. I think just a remarkable story. And you think, listen, I'm going to tell you, here we are, 14 days. 14 days away from the election, you think your vote doesn't matter. We'll take you back to April of 2022 Mm -hmm. when one vote, one vote would have mattered in that race between Scala and Roy Lovelady. Uh, I think it's a a remarkable story. And Roy Lovelady has been on the show uh not quite as much as Matt Pitzer has, and this is his take, his description, black, gay, cross-dressing hairdresser. Roy Lovelady, uh, been on the show several times. I haven't been able to see that he's gotten his feet under him yet in the city council meetings. I think he's only been in, in two at this point. Person, What have your personal dealings with him uh, been like? How do you How do you see him, Mr. Pitzer?
2: Uh, Roy, Roy's a great guy. I mean, yeah. I, you know, talked to me with him, you know, a few times. Um, yeah, he's getting his feet under him. Um, and, and he, you know, completely recognizes that. And that's something that I really appreciate, um, about him, you know, I mean, he came to me on something and said, what, what, what is this all about? Like, I don't, I don't get what's going on. Um, and, um, you know, so, so, you know, I, I appreciate that when you, when you, when you know what you don't know, kind of deal, um, but he's got a lot of a lot of passion, um, a lot of energy, um, you know, and I think he's going to bring you know a lot of a lot of good ideas, um, and and you know that that background that you described, and um, you know uh, you know he brings you know maybe you know a different perspective that than we haven't had. Um, and, and is able to, to lend that voice. So, um, you know, so, so I look forward, you know, so hopefully I can, you know, stay in touch with him and and still be friends or become friends if I'm not friends with him. But, uh, but yeah, I, I really admire and and respect him, um, um, quite a bit. And, um, and that was, that was a crazy deal. You're right about your vote mattering. Um, you know, Carl had a lot of institutional knowledge and a lot of experience, um, uh, you know, but it's, it's one of those things where I, you know, kind of along, you know, what I'm thinking, uh, in terms of, you know, just continuing to add, you know, new voices and new ideas, you know, to the processes, you know, winds up benefiting all of us.
0: All
3: right. City Councilman Matt Pitzer, fifth ward in Columbia announcing he's not running for reelection. Thank you for your time on the show.
2: And we'll chat again before you're out. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You gotta. I've I got a few more months I'm going to be sticking around, so you'll have to deal with it.
3: And I can't wait, because now you've got nothing to lose, and I feel like you have always been honest, but now, Mr. Pitt, you got nothing to lose, and I want you to lose it here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time at the gym. Coming up a few minutes from now, what's hot with Hannah? What do you have for us this morning, Hannah?
4: Well, I know I've been talking a lot about McDonald's lately and what's hot with Hannah, but I've got one more story from McDonald's that has the internet up in arms. And
3: also coming up, I want to talk about uh, Thorpe Gordon Elementary School in Jefferson City. It's going to become a STEM school. And Aaron Hedlund, Research Fellow at St. Louis Federal Reserve Bank, economics professor at uh, Mizzou, worked with Trump for a while. I want to ask him, he's going to be here 735. I want to ask him, okay, let's say Republicans take over Congress. What do they do? What actions do they take to help the economy? He's here at 735 on Wake Up Mid-Missouri.
1: This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring Brandon Rathart.
3: Good morning, 725-ish, which means it's
4: Ooh, it's 727. Time
3: for What's Hot with Hannah.
4: Okay, I this is the third time I've talked about McDonald's just in the last couple weeks. But they've made it. They've made headlines again.
3: So they made headlines last time because of the McDonald's uh, Happy Meal with the adult toys in it. Then they also made news for
4: (laughs) the Halloween buckets that they came back with. For the Happy Meals, John was actually really excited about those. John, you were you. I was. I was wound
3: up. I wanted the classic pumpkin one again. I got a text from Marsh one day, and usually <laughs> when when uh, when a news guy who's been practicing journalism for over thirty years in mid Missouri texts you with something important, so I say, "I text from Marsh. I'm, oh, what's what's going on? Uh, what's this?" And he says, "The Halloween buckets are back." in <laughs> 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 Guilty jar. Yeah, that was all Marsh, man.
4: Now some people look forward to this McDonald's event, like I look forward to pumpkin spice season every year, and it's the, re- the the return of the McRib. Okay, some people lose their minds over the McRib. I don't think it's that great, but whatever. But McDonald's, when they posted the McRib to the to their website, in the item description, it says. Get one while you can, because this is the McRib Farewell Tour. Oh, come
3: on. Cher's been doing that for 25
4: years. (laughs) So, you know, Twitter is kind of up in arms, wondering what they're going to do without their McRib. That's not that good anyways.
3: (laughs) So did they. They sell out. (laughs) Usually, they put these things out, and they're like, oh, we sold out. We're all out. We're all out.
4: It reminds, so McRibs remind me of something we used to eat at school. They kind of had like a bootleg McRib. Yes. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah.
3: shaped and form pressed pork patty.
4: Uh Uh-huh. Pretty much. Like, that's just always what it has tasted like to me. But yeah, McDonald's on their website says, enjoy our famous pork sandwich as if it's your last. How about that? It's kind of cryptic from McDonald's.
3: I'll believe it when I see it. You know what else sold out? And I hate to bring this up. I am not a fan of these. Uh, The GMC Sierra uh, Denali. Uh, Sold out in 15 minutes. What's different about this vehicle that made it sell out within 15 minutes? Comes with a big rib.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gas uh, prices?
3: I was going to say, it's an electric vehicle. These electric vehicles, man, they're selling them left and right. Sold out after 15... And I am not a fan of electric vehicles. Don't like the fact the government is trying to squeeze your hand, trying to twist your arm into buying these things, but that's the way the manufacturers are going. This sold out in 15 minutes. Aaron Headland, a uh, research fellow at the St. Louis Federal Reserve Bank, also with the Show Me Institute. He's joining us. What would Republicans do in Congress to help fix the economy? He's here for, for the American people.
1: This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert, featuring Stephanie Bell, News Director Brian Hausworth, John Marsh, and Hannah, the producer.
3: This is why we listen to you. Get ready,
1: Bell. And now, here's your host, Brandon Rathert.
2: By the way, I'm coming back. I'm going to ban assault weapons again. I mean it. Uh,
3: Biden, referring to his work back in the early to mid 90s, banning assault weapons, which uh, he and Clinton did. I'm back. I'm doing it again. I'm going to ban assault weapons again. Uh, Joe Biden, and then a school shooting. And this is, it's been. You, you hate to see the, the loss of life under most circumstances, especially the loss of uh, of young life. And then when the national media starts shining the spotlight on your state, you especially go, oh, man. Um, school shooting in St. Louis. um uh, Incredibly, uh, incredibly sad. In uh, reaction, I, and I want to give kudos to people like Governor Mike Parson, Josh Hawley, Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe, uh, our Attorney General and Senate candidate, uh, Eric Schmidt. See Parson, Who did I forget anybody in there? All these people coming out on the Twitter, and instead of getting political with stuff, saying, hey, we appreciate the work of our law enforcement.
1: And Ann Wagner, we should throw in as well, who lived in Jefferson City for a number of years, the congresswoman in St. Louis, she did. Um, and also, we we should point out here, um, Brandon, Congresswoman Cori Bush did several times at that press conference, Certainly did thank the first responders and the police for uh, for immediately responding. She did that did
3: she immediately follow with now defund them
1: yeah she didn't okay, <laughs> she, she, did, she didn 't say that to your point though about the governor and Eric Schmidt specifically the comments on Twitter towards them from their tweets I, I, what did people say after that so they' the, blame the, they're basically people on the and people can read it it's on the on the governor 's twitter page i 'm just uh, basically saying Republicans caused this lax gun policy, Lack. Uh, I mean, basically yeah. implying that he should have done more, and, and, and you're in cahoots with the National Rifle Association. I mean, those are some of the Things that, I mean, yeah, it's they, just, it, am- it, that. those are some of the things I saw. But again, Congresswoman Bush certainly um, did praise the first responders, and uh, as did uh, the the mayor, the mayor of St. Louis, Tashar Jones.
3: And what I do like about that, uh, I consider Twitter, really, I try to get on there every few months and do stuff, and I poke around. And it re- I mean... You talk about, if you saw the word cesspool huh. in the dictionary, it would have Twitter next to it. That to me is mostly what it is. There's some good stuff in there, but it's just so much crap. But what I do love about that stuff, when you have people like your governor, lieutenant governor, like you're soon to be, well, you got both your junior senator and senior senator both thanking law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the people, well, you did this. Those people that criticize, well, your gun, lack of gun legislation. What I do like about that is, then we don't have to name call. We don't have to say, look at you, ignorant idiot. Look at you, jackass, you moron. We don't have to do that stuff. We don't have to go and name call. They don't need our help. By virtue of what you are saying on the Twitter, people know that you have no intelligence. You have no critical thinking capabilities. You have no common sense. When you say that stuff... People know that about you because people understand that this is a guy, by the way, 19 years old. His name is Orlando. Had used to go to the school. And I'm guessing could be – I don't know what's going on. I also know the neighborhood where it happened. And having grown up in St. Louis, um, all this, all these things that are happening. And, and, you know, was the kid bumped out because his last two years of school? Uh, because the uh, kids in St. Louis basically – not allowed to go to school, at home learning. And now we continue to see these reports that we've been hit with over the past couple of days as it relates to test scores nationwide. I mean, this is, and by the way, uh, yeah, sometimes test scores go down. They don't go down like this.
0: They're terrible. I mean, they said it's the biggest drop yep. in math in, in, I think, ever, eight, down eight points. And they're saying, um, you know, a couple of points is, means about a year of growth. And usually, you know, if, if there's a one or two point drop, it's cause for significant concern. But the And even, I think, um, the ACT numbers came out this week, and they were just terrible.
3: Missouri test scores, by the way just as bad so it's not just a national thing and a conservative tell you what's happening with test scores nationwide it's happening to our kids right here in mid-missouri these scores are going down because of of what happens in these schools man so it just blows me away uh when you have people that don't understand what's going on they get on the twitter well it's gun policies no it's it's so, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stereotype step on a ledge here. I'm going to guess what the circumstances surrounding this shooting Maybe the kid didn't come from the best of environments mental issues whatever to think it's a good idea to go to a school and walk and walk in and, and shoot people um, Just crazy but i i have to applaud our conservative lawmakers for um for standing up for law enforcement and cory bush i think by the way and here's i i a few minutes ago i said i'm the eternal optimist I try to keep everything positive well now i'm going to backtrack on that cuz here's what i think with cory bush it's She's, hard to
0: keep things positive with her
3: Right? Cause she's saying, Oh, and appreciate the law, the job that law enforcement did. That's that reconciliation that her and most Democrats nationwide. And when we say this stuff, we talk about Democrats. Think about this on a local level. It was the Democrat party. So whether you're looking at a Boone County commissioner or Cole County commissioner, local races, the Democrat party, the party of Democrats wanted to defund the police. Think about that in these local elections too, not just on a national level. It is the Democrat. Messaging. So when Cory Bush comes out in a press conference after two kids shot in a school in her district and says, "Oh, and we thank the police," that's that's reparations for law enforcement. That's what that is. She's saying, "Hey, man, I know I crapped on you guys." Uh so here's some here's some compliments to make you think that I love you cuz I really took it on the chin when I was talking about defunding the police and then I got it even worse when everybody uncovered the fact that I was hiring my own law enforcement my small army of law enforcement folks to keep me safe while i wanted people here in the deadliest most dangerous city in america i wanted you to do with fewer police that's what i think cory bush was doing reparations here you go here's some for, for some bad stuff i've done over the past two years here you go
0: that's well and i have seen um, some state lawmakers come out uh this morning and, and talk about the teacher because there is a teacher who died in the yes. shooting and um, specifically, this tweet said, a teacher woke up this morning planning to spend the day with her students. Tragically, she found herself standing between her students and a violent criminal. According to reports, her sacrificial action and quick police response saved
1: lives. And stood in front of the the shooter. There is no question about that. There have been, you're, you're exactly right about that, Stephanie. There have been some lawmakers that have suggested that there will be, I don't want to use the word gun control because I don't know the specifics of the policy, but the, the, the number of the television stations Last night indicated state representative Rasheen Aldridge from St. Louis indicates there 'll be a fight in Jefferson City a battle, in other words in the legislature about gun issues, so we will um, we will see that. The other thing that I think is interesting and we don 't know um, we don 't know exactly what happened there, but there are uh, i 've seen a lot of tweets praising the coverage, but I've also seen some tweets criticizing um, particularly one reporter um and who by the way i think is a fantastic reporter i don't know the circumstances of of it but some didn't like the fact that some of the survivors were interviewed um on camera out there in but but that young lady did have i thought that was her family with her but i I don't again without knowing the circum. i think do you know the interview i'm talking about the gun the gun had jammed
3: Well, there are several things as I saw that number one, anytime a a news outlet puts people on camera under the age of 18, I have a real issue with that unless because you're supposed to have parental consent. So I have a real issue with that. I also have, which is why I'm not in journalism anymore, because I didn't like going up to say, hey, you just witnessed your best friend get his brains blown out on the second floor next to your locker room. How do you feel? Right. I didn't like doing that. Here would be, and the other, when, when people, when, when you have somebody that dies, somebody that's famous, like we had this guy that died yesterday, and he, he used to be on Will and Grace a lot, was on the TV show Reba, and I mm. forget his name, but uh, interesting uh, character. Was Dave Davis, maybe? I, I can't Leslie re-
0: Jordan. Leslie Jordan, Jordan yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, and, and somebody, they die, and then people start, they want a statement from the family. I w- I w- here's my statement. Um, yeah, not right now. That would be my statement to the media. Not right now. So yes, I did pay attention. I did see that and did follow with interest the way now the the news outlets cover that in St. Louis. You don't you don't do that with people under the age of eighteen.
1: It's it and again I probably probably never covered a story like that. So it's it's unchartered territory. But it was. Her comments were powerful. There is no doubt, and her he had pe- she had people with her. I understand. That's that's a tough one. I don't know. I don't without knowing the circumstances. I don't know, yeah. but I understand certainly where you are coming from. But it was um, it, it was horrible. The only other point I make, Brandon, is that's the first time I've heard Congresswoman Corey Bush say. I mean, she did really praise the, the authority. She said first, first responders. First responders, but um, I don't think she's somebody that's really too concerned about the ele- I mean, she's, she's in a heavily Democratic district, so but it did, she did say that and uh, the mayor also asked for help, from divine help. I mean, I think, uh, help us Jesus I think is how she phrased it on Twitter. But she also praised the police.
3: Uh, by the way, Cori Bush's opponent uh, mm-hmm. has been on our yes. show. Stephanie and I had the opportunity to meet him at the Statewide Lincoln days in February uh in St Charles earlier this year he's a black conservative mm-hmm. Republican, and we have him on not because he's a black Republican. we had him on because he has some just amazing stories from the campaign trail when he goes into these neighborhoods and' like like he he's the looks he gets like literally like people standing back and kinda like you're Do you' Republican? know where you are exactly you're right. <laughs> And 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 almost looking at him like he and by the way, Shimon Jones, who's running mm-hmm. for a recorder of deeds in Boone County, she will share these same stories with you. Uh but Andrew Jones would tell these like people were looking at almost like he was an oddity at a zoo or something, like, oh my God, you're a that's the reception he was getting in these neighborhoods because they have been taught the these the a, a lot of black people and Shelby Steele, the guy who did the documentary, What Killed Michael Brown, he says the same thing um uh, uh, local uh james uh the local guy we call him james uh, gray james, james Dray. gray he will say the same thing tim, tim, democrats tim or, Scott. tim, tim scott, scott d- democrats the worst thing to have happened to black people they are the worst thing that have happened to black people so when you get somebody like cory bush's opponent black guy running as a republican people in the neighborhoods are like but you're and here's what's been remarkable, actually, is talking to Shimon Jones, who uh, I would be voting for, for Boone County Recorder of Deeds 14 days from now, um, is the, the stories are the same. Different parts of the state, mm-hmm. very different offices. Their stories, Andrew Jones and Shimon Jones' stories, when it comes to campaigning to people in black neighborhoods, black churches, rap events, mm-hmm. Their stories are identical on the reactions that they get because that's what they have been taught. They don't know any better. It's like a novelty thing whenever they see a black Republican. That's the stories uh, that we uh, that we hear. Coming up, we're going to be doing a uh, morning bell business news little twist. Only Stephanie Bell can give you what he got for us this morning. Steph,
0: have you ever had a CD? When was the last time you had a CD?
3: Dude, you go out to my car right now.
0: I no, have... not that kind of CD. Oh. A certificate <laughs> of deposit at oh. a bank.
3: Yeah, I've had a couple of those, Come too. on, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, business news makes sense. <laughs> Stephanie's not asking about my Barry Manilow compact disc collection. Uh, that's coming up. Morning Bell CDs. Covering that next. <laughs> This
1: is Wake Up Mid Missouri featuring Brandon Rathart. Wake Up Mid Missouri, your favorite morning show. 93.9 The Eagle. Hi, it's
3: 826 time for the Morning Bell business news with a little twist that only Stephanie Bell can give
0: you. The Wall Street Journal talked to a retiree who lives in Dallas, and she said, "'Never did I ever suspect I'd be buying CDs again.'" Um, and I, I recall CDs as like those things, maybe your grandparents gave you like a $50 CD when you were like really young. And, and, and
3: when you, were, you turn 21, you'll then have $37. A yeah, CD. you'll yeah. have earned
0: point oh two percent And so it just never has been a really good vehicle to store your money. But now with the markets being kind of crazy, um, the lead story in the Wall Street Journal today is that some banks are offering Four and a half percent on CDs. And, you know, you do have to put the money in for a certain term. You get paid out at the end. Um, these aren't just everyday CDs, so they're not available to everyone. They're typically offered, um, they're called, called brokerage CDs. So you usually have to go through um, a brokerage firm to get a hold of them. But again, it's kind of like guaranteed money. It's still not as high as. Uh, Inflation, so but but it's less risky. So for folks, um, they interviewed one person who you know had a bunch of cash kind of stashed up for a new house and still wanted to kind of put it somewhere that could earn a return other than because savings accounts anymore you know get nothing. Um, But you know didn't want to throw it in the market and risk it all. Mm -hmm. Um, And they said, hey, maybe you should consider these you know CDs and. I've never even thought about investing in a CD. It's not something that's like really been on my radar, but they're saying um, that uh, one of the... I think they said Charles Schwab, the part of their website where people buy CDs, uh, that website um, section is up 50% in a month, um, and that uh, CD purchases were at an all-time low at the beginning of 2022, but they've seen a significant uptick since then. Interesting.
3: So I have had two, but it's. I bet it's been... 20 years since my first divorce because that's when I lost them. was in the divorce. That's right? Hilarious. Weren't
0: they the things that you would like get the certificate and then you would go put them in your safe deposit box and then you'd forget about them, right, or yeah. something?
3: They were like, uh, or like when your grandparents I think got you savings bond as a child. Oh
0: yeah, that's what the savings bond. But CDs are kind of, I feel like they're in the same vein. That is interesting
3: because that's something I don't hear a whole lot about, certificates of deposit.
0: But they're up. And so I think, you know, we talk about, you know, just people tightening their belts, but I think there's a lot of unintended consequences and things we don't think about about how these high prices and how the Fed raising the interest rate and all of these things are are going down. And, you know, that's why I'm particularly interested to see what dr Hedlund has to say here in a couple weeks about the housing market because you know i don't know that i'm going to stay in my house forever but um i don't want to i don't want to move right now because although i could i think i could get quite a bit for my house where do you go
3: exactly i'm in the same situation i've got a car that i'm like oh my gosh man trade-in value right now on this thing is incredible so i trade it in but then what am i going to drive i'm gonna to have to go buy another car that's whoa.
0: Yeah, and how are the markets impacted if people are, are suddenly not investing in small businesses or in the market itself and stashing their money in, in other products like CDs, whereas before those were comp- almost completely ignored?
3: And we look, by the way, this inflation stuff, this is not conservative BS talking points. Let's look at Missouri inflation, transportation, compared to January the 20th of 2021. Uh, on average, people spend about a 133 bucks a month. Now it's $262 a month just here. Uh, in Missouri. We might look some more of these Missouri-specific numbers when it comes to inflation. I mean, we'll do that like five minutes from now here on the show.